and we're live here on Facebook. Welcome to those watching live, and uh, welcome to those in YouTube world. Rich, who else do we need to welcome? Um, the li our listeners in podcast land. Oh yeah, let's welcome all of you folks to this lovely show, uh, and uh, thank you for being a part of it. Yeah, uh, Rich, how you doing? I'm doing good. A little tired. Um, really don't know why. I'm not really necessarily working any more hours. Or you still working tired. at home? Yeah, still working at home. Yeah, it makes one of us. Um, how are you, Mike? Yeah. Oh man, uh, I have a baby, so tired is just a way of life right now. Mm. No, she does great. We actually, I've been getting decent amount of sleep. I've been doing pretty good. So. Yeah. I'm doing I, right. I don't have that. I don't have that built-in excuse. I'm just tired. Yeah, I don't know why. Well, that happens. So, first thing we got to talk about. Uh, let's get let's get let people know what our headline topics are this week. Headline topic number one: baseball and uh, things. There, we actually have more than just the Cubs to cover this week. We, we do. We we'll tell the folks what it is. Uh, we'll tell them. It, we well, our big. Uh, we have some insight about immaculate innings okay yeah some insight about immaculate innings and whether or not that that is a better indicator than per than uh, no hitters um then uh we also have um the nfl preseason talk and uh rich what else do we have for the show you know, as always, we're going to be going into the NASCAR corner, which is presented today by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. We got to talk about uh, the fire, the last week's race, the Firekeepers Casino 400, as well as the Coke Zero 400 uh, over at, at Daytona. And there's only one more playoff spot, too. So we'll be looking at the NASCAR playoffs as well. Okay. Uh and I just added something. I don't know if you have you oh, saw that. It. It's all the way at the bottom. Okay. Maybe we talk about it. Maybe we don't. Um, Well-oiled machine here, folks. Yeah. Well-oiled machine. Totally didn't think about it until just now. So all that and more. But, Rich, it's time to roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay, we're back. Okay, folks. Um, man, uh, good week this week. Poll question for this week. How does football make a play like the Field of Dreams type game, and what do you think of it? Um, I am pulling up the poll question now. So, so Mike, what, what do you think the NFL, how does the NFL answer and have a similar experience? Um, so there's a couple hard parts about it. Uh, I don't think you can have that experience. Like, it's... It, the Field of Dreams game, like the the closest thing in a football movie that you can have, is probably like there's no good professional football movies, right? There's nothing that get, hits you the nostalgic feel of that. Tell me a football movie that makes grown men cry on a regular basis. I'll wait. Yeah, there isn't one. Maybe Rudy. But it's not professional. That's college. Exactly. That's college. I mean, granted, those guys were probably getting paid back then anyway because they're the University of Notre Dame. But we're not going to discuss that and sell and and uh, and tarnish the greatest quarterback of all time, Joe Montana, who played with Rudy. By the way, did you know that? I did not. Yeah. Okay. So. Back to the discussion. You're never going to have that feel, but 
the options we gave you were Douglas Park in Rock Island. It was the home of the first championship game ever in the NFL. Second, we put Kinnick or a college stadium. Third, we put an actual Hall of Fame game that counts. Fourth, Bristol, Bristol Motor Speedway. Um, I voted for something that I think is, I mean, A, it's never going to happen, even though 13 of our votes were in that realm. Never going to happen. Uh, I think the Bristol one is the most likely of these to happen. Because why not? Tennessee Titans go to Bristol, put the whole thing together. Boom, you're good. Um, but uh, Douglas Park in Rock Island won, which is where I voted. Rich, where did you vote? I think I voted for Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, no, you didn't. I didn't. What, what did I vote for? You voted for the Hall of Fame game, Rich. Okay, yeah. I, I can go with that. Well, my opinion on the thing is I don't think football needs to do like a special event or type of game like the Field of Dreams what or like we, hockey or what, like hockey needs to do with the outdoor games in the stadium in the outdoor stadiums. What are London games then? That's them trying to expand their audience by putting a game in an international city. It's so uh, it's still gonna yeah, it's still an issue though. I mean it's still it's there it's basically the same thing. Uh shout out this of, week though. Okay. Go, go on, give, give the shout-out, and then I'll talk more on, my, on cool. why I don't okay. think they need to do something like that. Um, I, okay, let's we'll, – we'll give the shout-out after this. You were in the middle of saying why, so go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. The thing is, I don't think – I mean, we gave domestic locations for where to stage a game. Yep. And I think in an article that I also read, could you do a team – could you do a game in Alexandria, Virginia, which is where – remember the Titans team. Do you, do you, you could put the – yeah. The Tennessee Titans against the Washington football team. Yeah. Or have a game in there to kind of recreate or pay homage to that movie. Yep. But I don't think that – I just don't think that the NFL needs to stage a game like this domestically to grow the brand or bring in fans because it weekly, is the... weekly they, pull, they pull in the highest rated television ratings – week to week Sunday night football no matter who's playing has the as is the highest rated tv show yeah monday night football maybe doesn't pull in the numbers like it used to because it's now on cable and it's kind of harder for cord cutters to see the games on espn yeah so i could maybe see monday night football trying to stage a game a special event game but if you're going to put the game on sunday or have it be like the the game of the week, the late game on Fox or CBS or on Sunday Night Football, they don't need to do it. Yeah. No, um, I totally agree. I, I totally get it. Um, I mean, it would be a way to make a Thursday game matter. But Thursday games are, depending on the matchup, are the highest rated TV shows. So you, yeah. when, when Thursday night, when it's the NFL on Thursday nights, more than likely the TV shows that are on the other networks that are going up against it, they're they're going into reruns and they're not airing new episodes. Yeah. Unless it's a TV show that had a big dedicated following, like The Big Bang Theory, which always ran on Thursday nights, or that that's the only one that comes to mind off the top of my head. Um. Uh, so, like I said, Douglas Park won, Kinnick Stadium and Hall of Fame game that counts tied with two okay. votes each. So. Um. Uh, yeah, uh, Bernie Sanders said the field clearly has to be surrounded by corn. Okay. That's the only way for them to do it. Hmm. All right, that's fair, Bernie. But, uh, I mean, getting back a little bit with our choices, I, I agree with you. I think Douglas Park is a little bit unrealistic. Maybe staging maybe a preseason game. Having maybe the yeah. two random teams come in and play at Augie. Which is close, yeah. Which is a NFL caliber. Which that's not. It, it's a field. It, it's a field, but it's more than just putting them in the park and putting temporary stands uh, in a big open field. You're gonna have to put the temporary stands in anyway. You limit. It's a preseason game. You just sell out the number of tickets that are. You sell the amount of tickets that. There's like Augustana eight, Field. Augustana Field is tiny. Do it at Rocky Stadium. You'd have more 
more seating in, than you do at uh, Augustana. Really? Yeah. Okay. Rocky Field is is kind of amazing, but Dublin... okay, and they and they do have a they have a they have the synthetic turf now, don't they? Yep. Okay. Yep. And yeah, they, and, and... they, yeah, it's, I, and they have, I mean, it's a decent stadium in general. You don't have all of the x-rays and all that stuff, but you're two minutes, like, you're across the street from the hospital. So, if you shut down the roads and you just say, nope, we're closing down the next, the block around it, uh, you're basically at a hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, I think. A preseason game could work in that scenario, but Douglas Park scenario. is where where you should have it, because that mm-hmm. again was where the initial uh, championship event for the NFL happened. So, at least thirteen of our voters agreed with that. I think most okay. of them are, you know. Let's see. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna look. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of them are Rock Island people. A lot of them are Rock Island people. Um, yeah, good portion of them. A lot of people like it. So, okay. Uh, this week's poll question, Rich. The depressing over-under on the Bears winnings, wins this year. 7.5. Yes, and we got the I got that number from the William Hill Sportsbook, which is the local sports book here in the Quad Cities. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Yeah. Um I was kind of surprised it was that low, but I'm not. You're not. I'm not. Okay. I I'm surprised it's that high, actually. Are you taking the over then? Yeah, I would take the over. I'd probably take the under. But, folks, we want to know what you think. Over, under, 7.5 for the Bears. Over, under. You think they're going to win or lose? What if it hits right on 7.5? Is that a push? You can't. You can't hit on 7.5 wins. Uh, A tie is considered a half win. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. You could. Okay. Uh, anything else in uh, sports in in poll question land that we need to get get into? No. Okay. This Not week. Really so. This week, <laughs> the Cubs did better than I expected. Rich, you had a good week. You hit it right on the head, didn't you? I think so. I I gave them two wins. They yeah. went two and four. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about their overall record because it's it's bad. Uh, fifty-five and seventy for those keeping track at home. Um, I don't think I updated that. Oh. But... Um. Um, they are 56 and 74. 22 and a half games back of the division, which, yeah, they're not going to hit. They're not going to reach that. <laughs> are the Cubs going to get, get that dreaded 100 loss season this year? I hope not. I don't. I don't know. I think the. I think that that incredible May where they went on a tear and looked like, hey, maybe they are gonna screw the screw the uh, ownership and general managers' plans to tear the team down, and do well. I think that that could avoid them getting the 100 losses. Yeah, they need seven games. They need to win seven games by the end of the by the end of the season in order to stay out of that hundred loss. They can win seven. They can get seven. I'm not sure, Rich. <laughs> Speaking of, this week they have two against the White Sox, two against the Twins, and one against the Pirates. They're playing yeah. the Pirates currently. No, no, no. That that's for next week. Because more than likely, when because we're going to do a Thursday night show, yeah. which I was going to bring that up at the end, that game is more than likely going to be currently being played while we're recording next week. Okay, um, that was a programming note for that was a programming note for next, next week. week. Okay, um, hmm. yeah. How many? You only got five games. 
the White Sox just came back from a 6-1 to one deficit to prove that they're a better team than the Cubs. I think they're going to be able to win both those other two games. They're going to sweep the Cubs on the okay. south side. Then we have to go up to Minneapolis. Or, yeah, Minneapolis. Uh, the Twinkies kind of suck. They do. They're in just as bad of a situation as the Cubs this year. I think the Cubs can pull off the one win there, maybe. Okay. I'm not convinced that they can yet. Uh, the Pirates, if we're counting that game. We will. We will we'll count that game. We will count that game within our ability. Within to. our weekly prediction. Can I say... Giving up one or two. I'm going to say they only win one. I'm going to go one as well because they're wasting a Kyle Hendricks start by putting him in the Sunday game against the White Sox, which they're not going to win. Yeah. So I'm going to give it one win. Be only because they're playing the Twins and the Pirates, who are just as bad, if not worse, than the Cubs this year. Yeah. So, in, in, in an article that I that I didn't read, but I saw the headline, came up on my Facebook feed saying that if the Cubs don't spend this offseason, they could risk losing fans to the White Sox. Is that a valid point? Yes-ish. Okay. Because my initial thoughts were, yeah, they could lose fans to the White Sox. But then those aren't true Cub fans. If they're going to abandon the team and not root for them. Right. Instead, so, because they're not putting up a competitive team. So this is where I'm at on this. Um, your 10-year-olds who have never really been huge, like they follow the Cubs because they were winning for the years, the last, up until the last year. Uh, I mean, even last year. Up until this year, they've been had winning records for most of their life. I mean, you look over the last decade, they've had winning teams for most of those seasons. Uh, but at 10 years old, you're easily swayed by who is uh, who's winning when. Those types of fans, you might lose. Mm -hmm. But Rich, what got you into loving the Cubs? My grandpa taking me to ball games, and they weren't winning then. <laughs> you were born into it, right? Yeah. And that's how most Cubs fans are. Most Cubs fans over the age of fifteen, and I would even say most of the Cubs fans that are fifteen probably were born into it. Um, well, most pe most Cubs fans in general are born into it. Now we have some bandwagon riders, some people that just love the Cubs. Uh, and so, yeah, we could lose some of those fans. I'm, I don't doubt it. There are going to be some people that, because the Cubs uh, aren't winning this year, might jump ship. But those aren't the people. Those aren't your your true fans. And those are us diehards that have been with the team since you could go and catch a game for twenty bucks, and uh, not even twenty bucks, ten bucks. Go catch a game and. Nobody cared because who cares that the Cubs are playing? They're a loser. They're a bunch of losers. I, I, that doesn't bother me. Like most of us Cubs fans, truly are Cubs fans, and it doesn't matter. You'll see, you'll lose some though. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a, a significant portion at all. Okay. I mean, you I mean the also the Cubs got a lot of fans. Because a kid could come home from school and turn on the TV and, hey, who's on TV right now? Yep. The Chicago Cubs. I yep. don't know. I don't I mean this team plays in Chicago, but I'm out in the middle of Iowa or Missouri or Wisconsin. But because they play on the WGN Superstation, they watch the games and got to hear Harry Carey call, call baseball games. That's how they Holy cow! That's how they became Cubs fans, and yeah. now that now that's taken away because of a cable network. Now now that's taken away because all of their games are on TV on a TV channel that 
most Half people don't the have. People that pay for a cable network can't even get. Yeah. Um. Okay. Moving on from there. So, Rich, there's been a lot of talk that has that says that uh, the fact that there have been uh, how many uh, no hitters this year, like we were we were set to break I think the we're record. Up to five or six, I think now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna demolish the record for, and then all of a sudden people are like, oh, that means that everybody's cheating and there's all this sticky stuff and blah blah blah, and now we're inspecting guys as they come out on the field and. Guys are taking their pants off and stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, but uh, because of that, um, on the other side, though, everybody's saying nobody cares about being struck out anymore. And uh, we, they were arguing all these no hitters are proof that there's either cheating or or the game's broken because nobody cares. But there is another statistic that not that people don't look at all the time. And here it is. In the 1980s, Rich, how many immaculate innings... Well, let's first determine what an immaculate inning is. You want to tell the people? Nine pitches, nine strikeouts. Nine pitches, three strikeouts. Three strikeouts, okay, sorry. In an inning. One inning. You... Throw nine pitches, you strike out three guys. That's an immaculate inning. Chris Sales threw his third in his career. And we have had four this season. You know how many they had in the entire decade? We've had five, we had five or four this season. You know how many they had in the entire decade of the 1980s? How many, Mike? Four. Four. We have, in one year, matched the number of immaculate innings as they had in the entire decade of the 80s where everybody was on cocaine and and whatnot. How broken is that? Are the pitchers that much better this year? I think the batters don't care. Great on, good job, Chris Sales. By the way, throwing three, there's only one other person, I believe, that's done that, and that's Sandy Koufax. Mm-hmm. I believe, if I remember that correctly. Yeah, I believe that's what the story was, is that he joins Sandy Koufax. So, come on now. This is... Part of me is like, I feel like a fuddy-duddy saying, oh, look, blah, blah. But also... Like, really? This is where we're at? I don't know. Rich, do you got any thoughts on this? I really don't. I would have thought that there would have been... I I can see why there maybe was less immaculate innings. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're also taking into effect that that a batter isn't... They're not battling. They're not trying to foul a pitch off to to get a better count to maybe or fouling off a questionable pitch or they're not taking a walk yeah they're going up there and swinging for the fences because if you don't hit it hard it, it, they're they're trying just to hit the ball hard or not hit it at all yep well folks i mean there's not much to say other than that um I think it, it goes to prove how broken uh, modern-day baseball is. Let's get back to fundamentals. Uh, that's something I'd love to see. Uh, I know that doesn't play well in the... Theoretically, it doesn't play well in the... Uh, in the... the um, TV viewership, but... No, they, they want to see action. Yeah. I mean, they, they interpret, well, we want to see action... On people on the base paths. Yep. So, but that all that doesn't, and they I mean, they think that home runs sell. Home runs get the players think home runs get you paid. Home runs keeps you in the lineup, and so many with the launch angles yeah. and hard hit balls. That equates to power, not putting people in the base paths. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it, 
it's just going to have to just be naturally evolved to get back into putting the ball into play. Yeah. And spraying the ball all over the field, not being a dead pole hitter. By the way, the Cubs in in May looked like they were putting the ball in play and getting guys on base and then bringing them in. Yeah, a lot of the bringing them in was home runs, but they put a lot of guys in play. Exactly. If you want the home runs to matter, you got to put people on the base paths. Yep. So, okay. Anything else about baseball you want to talk about? Nope. So, Mike, do you see what's coming up next? Is it a left turn? It is a left turn. And after that? It's going to be another one. And we're under the lights this week because we're heading to the NASCAR corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. Check them out for all your sports card and memorabilia needs in their in-store or online on their eBay store. Once again, Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Okay, Rich. Uh, fantasy shout-out this week. Who gets it? Um, Is it you again? It's me again. <laughs> um, by a... Score of 113 to your 111. I took the lead. I, I won this week. Um, overall, however, I'm still 400 points behind Solomon. And almost 1,000 points behind you. But that being said, uh, good on everybody for joining and being a part of it. Uh, we hope to see you next year for the NASCAR Fantasy. Uh, we'll it's get... not over yet. It's not over yet. It's not we over still, yet. this is our last race before the playoffs. Um, In the playoffs, you still set a Fantasy NASCAR lineup yes. for the playoffs as well. Yes, you do. And your usages start over. Yes. So all those guys that you're running out of usages for, you get them back. Okay, Rich. Um, so currently... Um, Kyle Larson, Martin Truex, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, uh, Alex Bowman, Will William Byron, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, Kurt Busch, Christopher Bell, Michael McDonald, and Eric Amarola have all won races this year. Yep, and Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick have clinched playoff spots due to points scored. Correct. So there's only one playoff spot available um, at the Daytona. I race. don't have that Kevin Harvick is. They said last week at the post-race that he had clinched. Okay. That he clinched based on points. So you've got one playoff position available. Yep. Depending on the race results. Currently, Tyler Reddick holds that position. And the next closest, right below the cut line, is the number three car of Austin Dillon. Yep. Who does well at Daytona. And, and then one of our show's favorites, Matt Benedetto, Matty D, needing a win. He's, uh, what is he? He's 100 points back. Yeah, he's 120 points back at Tyler Reddick. Yep. So he needs a win. The only way he gets in is a win. Austin Dillon needs 25 points. So he needs to be 25 spots ahead of Tyler Reddick in order to get to that get position. Get in on points. Home. Get in yeah. on points. Uh, or he needs a win. Um, and the same goes for the guys well below the cut line like Busher, Stenhouse, Chastain. Yeah. Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace, Pisco, yep. Jones, Juarez, Newman, those guys. All of those guys. Cole Custer, Corey LaJoy, who apparently doesn't have a car. Oh, he's one of the – he does road courses. Sorry. Um, so, the big thing here, and this is where we're at, um, a win gets you in. But, Rich, who wins in Daytona, Talladega, every time? It's Denny a Hamlin track. Does really well. Yeah, the track wins. The track wins. The track. You just have to make sure you're not in the position to get caught in the big one 
caused by the way these restrictor plates go. So, yeah. The Anybody tr- can win this race. It's it, a great race oh, to yeah. have to end in the regular season. Anybody can win. So, if your name is Bubba Wallace and you're afraid that you're not going to be able to make the playoffs, uh, disappointing your greatest of all time owner, guess what? If you win, you you have good potential to win today. Or to, tonight. Yeah, it's tonight, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Win, you're in. That's, that's the rules for tonight. Let's see how they do. Um, so, Rich, before we actually get into the preview of tonight's race, we should probably talk about uh, last week's race, how people did, uh, and uh, how it went. All right. The Firekeepers Casino 400 out of Michigan. Um, your race winner was Ryan Blaney, who also happened to be your pick, Mike. Yeah. So you won between the two of us. You pick up your first win prediction of the year. And my pick of Martin Truex Jr. still came in 10th. So I still yeah. got a top 10 driver out of it, which pulls our the record between the two of us to be 15 to 14 in favor of myself. What happens if I beat you but don't get a win tonight? It's 15 to 15 going into our the playoffs. regular season. Our regular season is a tie. Yeah. It sets you up well for the playoffs. It does. When there's a chance that you could get up to three points if you if your non-playoff driver or your playoff driver gets a win. Yep. So, this week's folk folks um so like like Rich said that brought it to 1514. This week we are at the Coke Zero 400 in Daytona, Florida. Uh, man, what a good place to end the regular season. Uh, you start and finish the regular season in Daytona. You like that, Rich? I do. Okay. I like it. Yeah. And it's a night race, which is always fun. Um, exciting. Looking forward to the race tonight. Uh, catch it on NBC or NBCSN? Um, this is the peak. It's going to be on the main network, so it'll be on Ooh. NBC. Okay. Um, Rich? We already determined. You have the honors. Oh you yeah, have I the do. Honors, Mike. So you, who, we know we the two of us know who we're picking, but tell the tell our listeners. I picked Denny Ham Hamlin. All right, I I like that pick. He usually does pretty well at the Super Speedway at Daytona Super Speedway. Um, I'm gonna go with a guy below the cut line that needs to finish that needs to, not only finish well in this race. But also finish well because he's looking for a ride next year. Yeah, and I'm going to go with Matty D. I like that pick. Uh, Matty D has has had some success in Daytona. Look for him to to do great. Um, look, again, look for the race on NBC tonight. I think it starts at like six o'clock our time. Seven. I thought I thought I think it's a seven o'clock. Sometime tonight on NBC. Just turn it on. It's background noise. Don't take a NASCAR nap too too late, though, because then it screws up your sleeping schedule. Um, okay. Uh, besides that, we got some news uh, happening. Speaking of the GOAT and his racing team, they got a new driver th- this week. Who'd they get, Rich? And who's coming with him? All right. So um, the Jordan Hamlin ownership group was looking to have a second car yep. for next season. And they found they now have a driver for that car. Okay. As they're going to bring over Kurt Busch. Nice. Who was a free agent. And he's going to drive the number 45 Toyota. Nice. Michael Jordan's baseball number and the number that he wore for a couple of games in his yep. first season back from his baseball baseball retirement. And Kurt Busch is going to bring Monster Energy with him as yep. the primary sponsor. Here's a question. Does Michael Jordan get a pair of, uh, I mean, we know that his secret to being such a good basketball player is he wore his uh, lucky shorts from college. Mm-hmm. Does he Does he wear those when he goes to the racetrack? Or should he wear those when he goes to the racetrack? 
you know, maybe that's why Bubba Wallace isn't doing as well. He's not, Michael's not wearing his lucky shorts. Michael, put your lucky shorts on. Bubba's going to win tonight. I'm telling you, that's how it's going to happen. We, hey, raise your hand if you saw Space Jam and you heard Michael talk about, I wear them at every game. Gotta have them. Gotta have them. Yeah. That's why Bugs Bunny wow. had to go steal it, steal them from, uh, from, from Michael's house. So, um, that's exciting to see. Uh, that'll be a good pickup for him. He is a, as a guy who is fiery about winning, he'll bring that fire to the team. Should be a great, hopefully it's a good fit. Um, Kurt Busch has been bounced around from team to team. He loves to drive. He's really good. He just hasn't put it all together in one season yet. So look for that to He's be a good. A, I, I thought that he has won a, an overall points championship before. Let me look it up. I, I think he has. It's just he, with his age, it's getting to the point where a lot of teams are wanting to go younger. So that's oh, you're right. Why he, went, he won in 04. That's why he's kind of bounced around from yeah. team to team. He also he's also very fiery about it, about winning and about having a, a cars that work well. And he's not afraid to throw people under the bus. Okay, so oh. they so in the news article that I read about it, they they said that this will be his first time driving in a Toyota, mm. as before he's driven with a Ford and Chevy. Ford and Chevys. Yep. So this will be his first Toyota. And he'll get to join in on the driver meetings with all the rest of the, all the other Joe Gibbs cars. So you'll be in the same race meetings as Hamlin, Truex, his brother Kyle, Denny. That could be a yeah. That could be a tough team to to beat on those on the races where it's pack racing. So yeah. that's a lot of good drivers for pack racing. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's a that's a stout. Okay, Rich, the cars are leaving the track, as are we, to head to the gridiron. Thank you for listening to the NASCAR Corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. Check them out for all your sports memorabilia needs. Okay, NFL preseason looking at it. Uh, We have some previews for you. We are uh, first and foremost rich. What do people need to stop what they're doing? Right now. You either got the app up, you're watching us on YouTube, or you're watching us on Facebook. The links are in the description. Go do this. Join, yeah. Join our NFL weekly pick'em. Yep. We want you to join the pick'em. So we can give you shout-outs if you do well. And if you don't, we'll give you a shout-out. We'll tell you we'll tell you who's kind of garbage. Probably, yeah. Hopefully it's not me in the NFL at least. Yeah, it's too easy. You just pick who's going to win the game and your bonus picks if you choose to make them. The yeah. scores of the Monday night game, the score of the Sunday night game, which team's going to score the most points that week. Which team is going to score the least amount of points? Yep. You it's... could easily join the league on the same day and make all your picks. I'm halfway the through the day. season already. I'm halfway through the season. It's that easy. Look up our our group name and our group password, and there is a link that'll take you directly to the page where you enter in that information. Yep. Um, all across our various social media platforms. We want you. Anyway, um, so this week, week three of our preview, we are looking at division and wild card picks for the week. Rich, are you ready for it? Yeah. There's a lot of divisions there where, where it was really easy to pick the winner. And maybe about a couple of divisions where you could have easily seen any of the teams in the division winning it. Or none of the teams winning it is how some of them end up. All right, Mike. So let's start over in the NFC. Okay. The NFC. So we got the NFC East, or as you like to call them, the NSB NFC Least. They are the least. All right. So you got Washington, Dallas, 
Philly and the New York football giants. <sighs> okay. It's a big caveat. If they stay healthy, what's the strongest team in that division, Rich? If they're healthy. And you can't deny this. The Dallas Cowboys. Okay. If they're healthy, that's my pick. Otherwise, I'm wrong. All right. But as of now, they are healthy, even though we don't know what sort of state Dak Prescott is in because they're not allowing him to play in preseason games. A very wise decision. Yep. Um, so you're going with the Cowboys to take the East. Yep. I'm going to go with the Washington football team. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't trust them at all. Okay. They got a good young. De- they got a good young defense, which I think can wreak some havoc on the with the great pass rush. And I really like the coach in Ron Rivera. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the the other three divisions, I think, were fairly easy for both of us. I think. So, North. The Green Bay Packers. Ugh. The Green Bay Packers. It's going to be tough. I mean, the Lions aren't going to win that division. Nope. The Bears aren't going to win that division. The Vikings could make things interesting, but I don't think they have the team to win the division. I mean, the biggest the biggest problem is is that we have a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. And we've seen what he does. And that is destroy the NFC a, NFC North. Uh he's going to win it. It's that's it. Yeah, I I think this is the Packers division to lose. I think the only way that they lose this division is if you get an Aaron Rodgers that wants to play subpar, maybe subpar football, or maybe doesn't battle through injuries, or if he gets injured. Because I um, think even if even if they were to lose their number one receiver, like Devontae Adams, or their defense plays like crap, Aaron Rodgers could still will them to victories, at least to the division crown. Aaron Rodgers wants a payday next year. He wants people to actually play payday play. Blah, 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 blah. I have words. I promise. Aaron Rodgers wants people to play to to pay him pay him next year. If he's gonna get, if he's gonna get the people to pay him next year, how's he uh, how's he gonna do that, Rich? He's gonna have to perform, put up the numbers, put up the numbers, and if that for him to do that, he's gotta he's gonna show he's gonna put on a clinic. The NFC North is gonna suffer. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is gonna leave him with a howdy, high silver, and a get out of here. I'm the best. Get out of my face. He's going to win that, that North. So you don't think even a minor injury to where maybe one that he would have played through on a normal basis that he would say, you know what? No, I'm injured. I'm not going to risk my future. No. I'm not playing this. I'm not. I'm nope. going to declare myself out. I don't want to risk injury. Nope. He's playing through. He's going to play through everything this year. Hey, there's, there's, he's, he is going to destroy this division. Is there any way the Bears can win this division? If the Vikings and the Packers buses collide on their way to the <laughs> airport after a game in Minneapolis as they were both heading somewhere, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, if Aaron Rodgers gets injured for has a significant injury in his No, because Love's going to come in and show us that no. he's he was worth it. No. Aaron Rodgers. Or the Bears may be turning to... Justin Fields a lot sooner than everybody thinks they will. That's still not going to save him. I, that's a bad idea. I honestly no. I don't see a way for the Bears to do it. I want the Bears to win. I love the Bears. This isn't going to be our year, guys. Don't don't get your hopes up. Um, that being said, probably the easiest pick uh, for. I think of any of the divisions in the NFC, we go to the South. Yep. Where nobody, I don't trust any of the other teams. And when was the last time we saw a Super Bowl winning team return every one of their starters? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, probably those '90s Cowboys. Maybe they, I, no, because they were they, able to. They were able to keep a lot of their stars. Yeah. Um, so, to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
I mean, come on. Now. Yeah. Yeah. This time last year, I was saying, well, why did Tom Brady choose the Buccaneers? That's a hard division. Well, this year it's this not. Year, this Yeah, fast forward this year, Drew Brees is gone. Yep. So nobody the Saints could, the Saints could be competitive, but I don't, there's no way they're going to challenge for the division. Is, ah, ooh. Atlanta lost Julio Jones. Yeah. And still doesn't have a, a, a dependable run game. And does anybody really tr- trust Matt Ryan? Yeah. Like, truthfully, does anybody trust Matt Ryan? Folks, I know you're out there up, and, and you do, but I don't, yeah, no. He could put up numbers, but those high passing yards and touchdowns, from a fantasy perspective, he could be good if you're if you can live with the interceptions that he's probably going to throw as well. Yep. But but the, I don't know that they've still haven't been able to figure out how to play defense in a long time. Nope. Um. So and the Panthers are still kind of adjusting to having a college coach, Matt Rule, be the be their be their coach and their his system, and they brought in Sam Darnold. Yeah. Instead of drafting a quarterback. Yep. Then we uh, we have our final division, the West. Uh, this one, this is, I think, the toughest division in football. Yeah, I can agree with that. You could, I could, you could easily make a case. In my opinion, I think you could make a case for any of those teams winning the division. I agree. It's that, that it's that it's that good. Um. I am, however, going to pick a team that I think has gotten significantly better in the most important position in the NFL by bringing in one of my favorites, Matthew Stafford. The L.A. Rams. Rich, what do you think on that? I went with the Rams as well because, I mean, they – but it was a hard decision because of because you know that those division games are going to be competitive yeah. to where their standings in the conference could be affected because of their what happened within their divisional games. Yeah, totally it, agree. It's going to be they could have I think they have the team if they weren't playing in such a competitive division that could be the number one or the number two seeded team. But because of their divisional games are going to be so tough, they might have to settle for the four seed yeah yeah it's it's gonna be the toughest division in the league um speaking of the nfc and the wild cards rich who's your number one wild card my number one wild card is the seahawks i concur doctor do you concur sorry that was all right a nod to wild card number two um, I'm going to go with the 49ers. Okay. I like the 49ers. They always have a really good defense. Even if their running backs are not healthy or they're rotating, they have good depth there with Mostert and Trey Sermon, the rookie. Yep. And they got good They got good wide receivers. But their wide receivers are, kind of have a an issue with staying healthy with Samuel, Kittle, and a yoke. So that's why I didn't pick the 49ers because of the injuries. And I went with the Cardinals. Okay. I, I like the Cardinals with Cliff Klingsbury and the system that he's got there. And they made the playoffs last year, and their defense got a little bit better with J.J. Watt coming on board. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Now we move over to the hard, I think the hardest decision. Where do you pick the final wild card spot? Do you put all four teams from the from the west because honestly i would not i i don't think that's a crazy idea except that you're gonna have those teams beat up on each other so Mm -hmm. but if each one of those teams only loses those three games like and i'm not saying they're going to but it would not be that crazy for those three teams to only have three losses Oh, okay. Oh, so you're saying that they would split their their divisional yeah. games? Yeah. If every one of those teams only splits their their divisional games, and those are the only games, like that, I don't think that's going to happen. But of any division in the league, 
that is the division that could do it. That is a crazy tough division. Um, I don't think we're going to see that. And in fact, I put the Vikings as the fourth, as the third wild card. All right, I, I like the Vikings as a pick. There's, there's a lot to like there. There's a lot to like there. Yep. I went, I went with. I'm not a. This is by no means a competent pick. I'm gonna go with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, two, picking two teams from the NFC least is scary. But the thing is, I, I'm looking at the other teams. Can you justify putting a team from the South in the playoffs? No. As a wild card, no. no. Can you justify putting the fourth team? We already kind of went over the argument why you wouldn't put all four teams from the same division in the playoffs. Uh, It'd be hard to have a high enough winning record. Right. I think that's going to be your toughest. That's the toughest. Uh, I, but I think there's a decent argument there. Yeah. And I just think that if the if the Cowboys are healthy, just like why you picked them to win the East, if they're a healthy team... I think that they could sneak in as a wild. I think they. I picked them as a wild card, okay. Because I think they're a better team than the Vikings or the Bears. I'd love to see the Bears there, and I was tempted to put them there, but I just don't think they're good enough. Okay, let's head over to the AFC. Uh, the East was pretty easy, I think, right? The Bills. Yeah, I put the Bills. It's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a much more competitive division than it was last year. Yeah. Yep. With the Patriots improving and Miami Dolphins, improving, Miami improving, and so it's not going to be as an easy win for the Bills. But I think the Bills are that's their division to lose, kind of like with the with the South for the Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, moving over to the AFC North, this a sneakily tough division. Mm-hmm. Sneakily I tough. I agree with that. Um, Rich, who are you putting in from the AFC? I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. Okay. I Not a bad pick. Uh, I just think Lamar Jackson, I mean, if you're looking at quarterbacks, if and, and this is the only division that I, like, I got to a point where I said, okay, which quarterback do I think can, can take his team on their back best? Ben's old. His back's going to be hurt if he tries to carry all those guys. I don't think I trust the Browns and, and um, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, yeah. Sorry, I don't trust Baker, Baker. Mayfield uh, yeah. to to do it. He's he's too inexperienced. And the Cincinnati Burrows are the one team in that division that I don't think are that great. So no, I have I to go with the Baltimore Ravens. I still like the Ravens pick because if you're just looking at quarterbacks using your yeah. theory of your using your train of thought, yes, Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield, but I think the Browns are an overall better team than the Ravens. I think the teams are very evenly stacked. That's what this is. I mean, the reason I like it took me I because I had to look teams and I thought those top three teams even are pretty closely matched. Then I went to defense and I think the defenses are decently matched. Then you get to the, the quarterback position and who in that quarterback slot. It was my third criteria. That's the only way I could come up with it. That's why I went with it. Um, But don't, don't sleep on that division. We'll see him here in a second again. AFC South, that, again, it's another pretty easy pick. The Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. improved and were the class of the field in that division last year. No reason to, to think otherwise. Rich, AFC West, what do you think? What are your thoughts? I'm going to shut up for a second. No, that's fine. Kansas City Chiefs, I don't think there's a team in that division. There are still good teams in that division, but I don't think there's one that can challenge and take over the Chiefs. Um. I think the only way that they don't do well is if Patrick Mahomes takes is if Patrick Mahomes gets injured. Yep, I can agree with that. Um, and I that's the exact same thing I did. Okay, AFC West wild card or AFC wild cards. Uh, mine are in no particular order. Um, I don't think I ranked them because I think again these are three teams that are very evenly matched on my side. I think 
Uh, Rich, let's go. If I, I don't know, are yours ranked in that order? Mine are. Mine okay. are ranked in that order. Um, rank, who do you have for AFC wild card number one? Um, I like the Superchargers. They got. I really like this team. They Justin Herbert played really well last year. He's going to have more more underneath his belt. Yep. I actually and, uh, think that that's probably my my team my number one wild card team. I would agree with that. So I like that. Um, for my number two team, I put the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. And you know what? My number two team is going to be the uh, Browns. Okay. So we basically flip flopped on the on the NFC North, yep. uh, AFC North. So, so yep. yeah, we're we're on the same train. Yeah. Um, the third wild card. Once, much like the NFC, I was struggling to find a team for this. Now, was yours – so my str- – I, I agree. I had the same struggle. My struggle was not that what team do I think – like, is there a team that could do this? My struggle was there are at least three teams that I think could make a run at the wild card. I truly think there are three teams – that are good enough to make that wild card. One of which is, or two of which, I actually believe, well, no, one, one, is in the West. One was in the South. And the final one, and I got to remember which one I was saying on that. Um, the, Oh, and one was in the East. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I had too many teams to pick from. I think there are three teams easily that could have gone into this position. Rich, uh, what was your struggle? Well, mine was trying to determine, much like you. I mean, I think I had some teams I could have picked. I mean, the guy, the, the teams that I kind of wrestled with to kind of decide from yep. were the Colts in the South. Yeah. The Dolphins. Yep. And I could even see the Patriots contending Ooh. for a playoff spot. I, see, I don't know if Bill I trust Belichick the Patriots. Op- they, they improved. They, they, they did. Bill Belichick opened up the checkbook and he added to his team. Yep. Which is something that they rarely do. Um, Normally they acquire their players through trades and drafting and developing them. I instead would of signing s- them the big deals. I would say... The one team I think you forgot, the L.A. Raiders. I'm sorry, Vegas Raiders. I think that division is going to be too tough for them to to come out of, uh, which is why I didn't put three teams from the West in that division. Yeah, I think they'll do well, but I don't think they'll. I don't think that they're playoff material. Okay, I and I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that that's where I put them in. That's the team that I put in the NFC uh, or the AFC wild card number two. All right, I went with the Colts. It's not a confident pick, but if they can get healthy, yeah, and yep, and Frank Reich can unlock Carson Wentz and bring him back to life. They could do well with that because their defense is, is, is good. But it's going to take Carson Wentz being healthy and their best offensive lineman, Quentin Nelson, also being healthy because he's out injured right now to two. But they got a balanced offense. They just need that quarterback. Yeah. It's going to be – it'll be interesting. Speaking of quarterbacks and moves – uh, we have a couple minutes left. Rich, you got a piece off the wire right before we came on air. What's the news you got for us? Gardner Minshew is headed to Philly. Yeah. He is presumably going to be the backup to Jalen Hurts, and he'll join Joe Flacco in that in their quarterback room. Yeah. I... So do you, do you think with him going to Philly, he's got a little bit more of a clearer path to – start if Jalen Hurts struggles or gets hurt? Yeah, I think I don't know. I think this was a bad decision for the Jaguars, personally. Because okay. I think the Jags, I mean, we know who's starting there now. 
I think you knew who was going to be the starting quarterback as soon as they announced the number one pick. I don't think they should have though. Like, let's let's look at this. The kid has uh, the kid needs some time. How's that offensive line going to protect him? Exactly, they're not. Yeah. They don't have a strong offensive line, and I did I did see that as an argument. As soon as Travis Etzemain went down with a season-ending injury, there was somebody saying, all right, do you redshirt Trevor Lawrence this year because your offense is kind of having to – because they're having to kind of rethink yeah, rethink their offense of how they're going to run it now that Etzemain's out. Yep, I totally think that that's what you should have done, uh, but uh, we'll see. Um, real quick – uh, anything else NFL you want to talk about? Not really. Next week, um, on a special Thursday night show because next weekend is Labor Day weekend and we'll both be traveling. Yep. Um, we'll be talking the we'll be giving you our conference championship uh, picks. Maybe doing power rankings. Yep. Our preseason power rankings, and maybe giving you our Super Bowl picks. Yeah. Not sure how far we're probably will that'll be a probably a time permits. Yep. So I don't have anything else on the on the NFL. Make sure to go out and uh join our weekly pick'em game if you haven't already done so. So Mike, I see in the quick hits you put the Paralympics. Yeah, how about two US swimmers getting gold and setting a Paralympic record and a world Paralympic record. That's cool. Did you watch any other Paralympics? this week uh yeah i watched like i watched what was it i I started watching it and then it turns out like you ladies and gentlemen you think that they do stories about people in the olympics over the top the paralympics are even worse because that because they have way more to overcome than any of the people in the olympics like because these are people that have lost limbs or have are blind, have some sort of disability that is keeping them or that, that's forcing them into um, it, it, it makes it so they are a para-Olympic Olympian. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about the story. Like you thought you got story after story of the Olympics. The Paralympics are worse. I watched for 45 minutes. I saw one race. This is other than the girls that won. I saw one race. The rest of the time, I got three different stories. Hmm. One of which was the it was the day uh, that the Afghanistan attack happened, and that was uh, it was a guy from Afghanistan uh, who is representing the refugee team and ha- was born with no arms. So, um, speaking of which, it is with a heavy heart that we hit the last topic of the day, which is let's remember those that gave up their lives in service of this country to protect others and to um, to try to bring uh, peace in a terribly war-torn area. Um, sad news to hear this week. But we honor those that gave their lives in service to the better cause, as it were. So, yeah, it, it was uh, it was it was tough to hear about the the attack on the Kabul airport as they're trying to protect the airport that's trying to get yeah. people out of there, yep. trying to get people out of there, and it's. I was just kind of surprised that it really didn't get much media attention you didn't hear about we're going to lower the flags to half staff because of this or yeah we're going to do we're going to do this because they you chose to do this when we're just trying to keep the peace and get people out of the country yeah and we're going to retaliate there wasn't much talk about what we're going to do in response to that and that's kind of sad yeah um on a brighter note football is nearly upon us be ready be excited. Uh, and, Rich, people are looking at our, our beautiful faces, but you know what? They want to listen to us in their cars. What should they do? You can look for our podcast wherever you find your other podcast that you that you listen to on a consistent basis, anchor.fm, 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, Podcast. the name review. Yep. If you are listening to us, folks, head over to Facebook.com slash Balls and Sticks, the podcast, where you can check out all of our past videos. If you want to participate in our poll questions, Facebook.com slash Fans of Balls and Sticks. Or if you just want to watch and you don't want to use Facebook because you're anti-Mark Zuckerberg, check us out at YouTube. Just search for Balls and Sticks, the podcast. Folks, we thank you so much. We will see you next week. Same bat time? No, Thursday night. We will see you Thursday night. night. Check us out Thursday Thursday night. night. Yeah, we'll work on when that's going to happen. God bless you, Rich. Let's roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.